Welcome to Nightmare Called Ordinary, the podcast that digs into the unusual, unorthodox, and downright unsettling beliefs found at the depths of the internet and the heights of paranoia. I'm your host, Dylan, and with me is the decadent and deciduous Brent. <laughs> this is D, so next week yeah. is E. I love it. I liked your idea of going with the alphabet. Yeah, we'll start over after he hit Z and go with just... Double A. Yeah, double A. Thank the you. The Ardvarkian and <laughs> oh Arrogant. And I don't know. You just, yeah. <laughs> just pirate just, noises. Yeah, just accentuate Arr. whatever the first letter is. Yeah. So what is this thing we're doing right now? What is happening? What we're doing here is uh, dealing with my failure as a <laughs> podcast host and a researcher. You know, we've got some big episodes planned, and they're still planned. We've worked too yeah. hard yeah. for them not to happen at this point. But it's going to take us a little longer than I initially anticipated to make a really good episode for all of our beautiful listeners. And it also coincided with some fun happenstance where we decided that we're going to start a new series. And this is something that it's not going to be, you know, one right after the other. But this is going to be the kind of thing that, you know, throughout the, our, the history of our luxurious podcast... <laughs> Uh, we'll, you know, look at some more current events because a lot of the stuff we talk about, it's, you know, often in the past revelation way in the past <laughs> thousands of years and the future, actually. So that's true. And the future. <laughs> so it's kind of, that's kind of everywhere. <laughs> so I guess that's the purview. We really define the purview of our podcast right at the beginning. <laughs> You know, the Alpha and the Omega. That's really what it's all about. Um, but so what we're going to do today is we're actually going to look at a couple of news items. Some news items dealing with the unusual, unorthodox, and deeply unsettling, <laughs> as we'll discover. So I believe we both have one. Yeah. Is that right? We both found yeah. um, some articles in the news. And so I think I'll begin Ooh. currently. So here's the headline. Now, this is from, I'm going to say right off the top, this is from a fake news purveyor. You know, that's... At least you tell them. Yeah, I'm telling them. I'm letting them know. Good. Sometimes that's just who you have to go to. Yep. You got to be secret with the fake news. <laughs> and see, if you read between the lines... You can see what's actually going on. And so that's what we're going to do today. So specifically, this is the Washington Post. Oh, God. Which I believe that isn't their catchphrase, the democracy dies in darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Democracy dies in the dark. I think that's. Yeah. Yeah. That's them. Which uh, isn't true for our podcast. We're both in the dark right now. Right. We are both under very <laughs> heavy blankets. Sweating profusely. Sweltering. <laughs> I'm in a closet. It's very dark. <laughs> it's like I'm telling ghost stories to myself and I love it. So this is a real Washington Post headline, and I'm going to start with the headline to tease a little bit. So here's the headline. Scientists plan to scour Loch Ness for the elusive monster's DNA. Wow. Exactly what we need. We're going to have definitive evidence in a few months of whether or not, you know, I, I lean towards weather, yeah. frankly. Yep. There's got to be a pleosaur in there. Where else would a pleosaur <laughs> be but in Loch Ness? So let's, before we get into pleosaur DNA, let's step back. Uh, and uh, we haven't talked about the Loch Ness Monster on the show yet. 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 Yeah. Keyword yet. Mm -hmm. There's always a possibility. Again, Alpha and Omega. Right. The entire history. <laughs> Of the cosmos is within our grasp. I actually, one thing I learned kind of doing some background here is that Loch Ness Monster is actually really old in terms of like stories about really? her. I'm going to say her. Yeah, I would say her. I feel, yeah, I'm, I say Nessie is more. Yeah, sounds like a female name. Yeah. But it actually, there was a, in 2000 years ago, there's evidence that a northern Scottish tribe, they had your typical cave art, you know, your geese, mm -hmm. your horses, your deer, you know. What Scottish people were thinking about uh, back 2,000 years ago. But they also had a giant flippered dinosaur, cave art, which is a real contrast, <laughs> I would think, you know. 
Like, I just want to, like, that's like the first, like, modern artist amongst the northern Scottish people. You know, look at Bjorn over there. Bjorn. That's not a Scottish name. I don't know. <laughs> that's Icelandic, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah. Or the Scandinavian. The Scandinavian, yeah. I don't know anything about the Scottish people. I apologize. I know you're still part of the UK. Yep. That's about it. That's the the news I've gotten from Scotland. So that's 2,000 years ago. So we've got the cave painting. So evidence, clear, clear. undeniable evidence of the Loch Ness Monster going on. So now let's skip a few hundred years. Uh, this this blew me away, and I love I love reading stuff about how like Christianity kind of took over pagan yeah. holidays and stuff like that, and just mm-hmm. j- 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 love getting their grubby. It's like capitalism; right. it just won't stop until it's consumed everything, <laughs> um, which is kind of cool yeah. in its own way. Somewhere. But um, so there was a story of let me get the name here: the story of Saint Columba, ah. not Columbo. Not Columbo. I thought it was That's Saint Columbo. Exactly what I'm picturing in my mind right now is Columbo. Yeah, Peter Falk. Yep. He's gonna solve the mystery of the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Very clumsily, but he'll do it. He'll trick you first. Yeah. Like, that guy's an idiot, but nope, he's brilliant. St. <laughs> <laughs> Columbo got me again. <laughs> so he was hanging out in Scotland in the 6th century, and he sees the Loch Ness Monster about to attack a swimmer. Jesus. And, you know, St. Columbo, I'm just gonna, I'm, just I'm going go with, with it. it yeah. He's St. Columbo. <laughs> Uh, he's also, he is the Loch Ness lifeguard, apparently. Uh, that was, you know, that was the role saints played back then in the 6th century. Right. They were like, well, you know, Jesus walked on water, so this should be this should be a cakewalk. Uh, or a water walk, I yeah. guess they would call it. So anyway, St. Columbo, lifeguard of Loch Ness, sees a swimmer being attacked by the Loch Ness monster. What would you do, Brent? What would you do in that situation? I mean, I'm going to run on the water, obviously. Just run uh, directly under the water. I would probably... I don't know. I mean, this is kind of tying into what I'm going to be talking about, but I don't know if I'd be having some holy water um, on me. Maybe just kind of Mm. a little vial of that, throw that on that thing. I'm not really sure really what I would do um, in that situation as a saint, but that's an interesting uh, thought. I don't know how holy water... What happens when you mix... It's not a demon. Yeah, so definitely... I mean, mean, clearly not a demon. I mean, we we yeah. do not want to yeah. smirch the name of the Loch Ness monster here. That's true. Is pouring ho- is pouring holy water into like a non-holy lake the same as like pouring tomato juice in a lake where it's just nothing, <laughs> you know? Or I would think, couldn't you just bless the lake and then you got a bunch? Yeah, you would think. Right, you got a bunch. And then of it like, if the Loch Ness monster were a demon, it would just start just like boiling and right. bubbling, you know, right then and there. That's <laughs> that's a good trick. Yeah. But that's not what St. Columbo does. Uh, no holy water, doesn't even run. All he did was raised his hand and commanded it to retreat oh. in God's name. <laughs> wow. And according to the Washington Post, the monster complied. <laughs> like, according to the Washington Post? Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, that's a quote. That is, quote mark, <laughs> the monster complied, end quote. That's right here. All right, so we got Scottish modern art. We've got St. Columbo. Kind of bit quiet on the Loch Ness uh, monster front for the next uh, few centuries. And then it really picks up in the 1930s on the basis of this is... That's like when it wears out. That's like when it wears out the commandment from God. It takes a couple centuries and Yeah, then... that's because, yeah, that's that makes sense. <laughs> it it lasted back. a little longer because, you know, the, 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 the commandments we talked about in the Revelation episode were a thousand yeah, years. Yeah. So this was 1300 oh, years, okay. little, give or take. Yeah, wow. so, you know, I guess that makes sense because the Loch Ness monster isn't the beast. Right. Yeah. Or the dragon. Exactly. I mean, so, you know, you get a little bit more, you know, out of your out of your uh, your commandments to uh, retreat. But it actually wasn't godly. It was a federal or governmental, I should say. It was infrastructure. Mm. That's really what got 
the Loch Ness craze really going on. It was a road. Wow. To be more specific, they built a road. Oh, fucking roads. Next to Loch Ness. Oh no. Like that. That is why <laughs> I am in a closet talking to you about this today. <laughs> Because the Scottish people built a road. Oh, okay. So they're increasing the amount of people near Loch Ness, thus Loch Ness sightings go up. Okay, got it. Yes, okay. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so this is about the 1930s. Basically, as soon as they build this road, is just everybody seeing something in that water. You know, something big. Right. <laughs> something, not a demon, something that looks like a dinosaur mm-hmm. floating around in the water. Who do we get? Perhaps the most trusted name in news today, I believe they're still around, the Daily Mail. Ah. Um, the Daily Mail, it so- this sounds like, so I'm not an expert in the Daily Mail, but this sounds like the kind of story they would cover now. Mm-hmm. If I'm remembering the kind of sensational nature of the Daily Mail. So they sent, um, they didn't send a journalist though, they sent a hunter. Oh. That's again, quote, hunter, quote. <laughs> From the Washington Post. They sent a hunter to track down the monster. And he returned and he said, yep, totally a dinosaur. Crazy. Huge. Here's its foot. I got all these plaster castings of this giant four-toed footprint. What else could possibly leave these big old feet? Which is an interesting, that's a common, like, cryptid thing is footprints. Hmm. You know, like Bigfoot, like, yeah. yeah. But when I think like this, I don't think feet prints. I don't think, yeah, I don't think... Like flipper, flipper um, prints, maybe? Yeah, flipper impression. I feel a flipper leaves yeah, an impression. impression. Yeah, not a print. Yeah, not a print. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my, I don't know, that's my gut feeling on that one. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. So he's got these big old plaster castings, this big old four-toed footprint. They might have been from a hippopotamus. Um... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah, they were. They were from a hippopotamus. Totally not. Not from Nessie. The this hoax was soon revealed. Uh, which I like. I like being sent on an assignment and just hoaxing your answer. Yeah, that's great. That that's sounds great like stuff. way easier. Yeah. Like that's the way to do it. Yeah. Is to just you you make your own evidence. Yep. That's really I agree. That's really the key. Yep. And so now, not too long after this, so 1934 is the Daily Mail again. They published that famous photo of of the Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of this, yeah, the, blurry, the black and white right, photo right. where you see just the, basically the silhouette of a head. Yeah. That was cool and clearly evidence. Again, yeah, just, just lockdown yeah. evidence. Yep. Loch Ness Monster. Cave paintings. Evidence. Yep, that same thing kind of. Yep. Saint, we got St. Columbo. <laughs> commanding it to leave. We've got this <laughs> hunter. The monster complies. It's all adding up. But it turns out that photo was also a hoax. Oh, well. But it wasn't discovered definitively for 60 years Jesus. that that photo was hoaxed. Wow. Which I, I didn't know about this. I, I vaguely remember reading about it being a hoax, but I didn't realize it took so long. Yeah. The guy who actually perpetuated the hoax is the one who revealed it. And he said that he used a sea monster model attached to a toy submarine. What? That was, wow. <laughs> that was the, <laughs> the materials he needed to make this hoax work. <laughs> So that's Loch Ness. Um, We got saints. We've got cave paintings. We have hoaxes. Let's bring it back to 2018. So what's going on? Well, this guy, he's from New Zealand, interestingly enough, because they just have to get into everything. Those New Zealanders. You know, we've been talking about people, you know, who want to look for Loch Ness monster, want to find him. What do they do? They go and they look. They look for feet prints. Mm -hmm. They look for flipper impressions. But this guy has got something fancier going on. Um, His name is Neil Gemmell of Otago University in New Zealand. His team, which self-identifies, by the way, this isn't a clever nickname someone else invented for them. They call themselves the Supernatural History Team. Oh, 
what's what's his um does it say what his like he's a professor or what that he is a professor okay. so he's okay. actually a legitimate scientist oh, okay which we're gonna get into how that gels with him looking for the Loch Ness monster okay. um, I couldn't find exactly what he's a scientist of I think he's like an evolutionary biologist huh. interesting if I'm not mistaken. There was an interesting way they described the supernatural history team. They said that it, it can it's international, so it consists of scientists from Scotland, Europe, and the United States. And that's a quote. And I thought Scotland was in Europe. Yeah. I thought so too. So I like I know there was that, you know, there was the whole independence mm-hmm. thing, and that didn't, didn't work, work out. It. But I think it's like they brought scientists from the United States, from <laughs> Texas. From Mexico. You know, it's like, uh, wait, wait a minute. They're trying to make a point yeah. here. So, I mean, I guess they had to bring up Scotland because it's the Loch Ness. Yeah, like... That's my guess. But I wanted to point out that I'm not the dumb one, <laughs> that I know where Scotland is. And so what are they doing that's different? Well, it turns out that Gemmel's team, the supernatural history team, they're looking the for environmental. The international. The supernatural. History You're right. Team. The the international <laughs> supernatural supernatural <laughs> history team. You're absolutely right. Correct, correction noted. They're looking at environmental DNA. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty cool. Uh, where basically they are, you know, going through to the entire lake collecting water samples uh, from the lock, and then they're going to collect water samples from two other lakes. Um, as control oh, right. groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, cancer quacks, this is how you do yeah. it. You know, you have the control groups. I, I know that's that's a hard one, but that's how you do it. <laughs> and basically, they're just, they're going to make a genetic profile of this lake. Hmm. If they find pleosaur DNA, hey, go. we got Loch Ness. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty cool. But now you might be asking yourself, does this guy really believe in Loch Ness? Like, is that like yeah. the main reason he's doing it? No, it's marketing. <laughs> it's totally marketing. Yeah. <laughs> and and he admits it. He basically says like he's trying to, he, he chose Loch Ness. He doesn't give a shit about Loch Ness. <laughs> it's, he chose it because he's like, I really like getting DNA from lakes. <laughs> And I need a way to get funding yeah, and for people to think this is cool. <laughs> That's great. So, oh, we can choose Loch Ness and just say <laughs> we're going to find Nessie. Just shoveled with money after this. Just give him just, money. Yeah, just <laughs> oh, give it to give it all to him. He, t- he doesn't care at all about Loch Ness, which is great. I love it. But so what is he actually looking for? You know, he's actually looking for something way more exciting than a giant pleosaur hanging around in a Scottish mm-hmm. lake. He's looking for two things. One, bacteria, new kinds of bacteria. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say what kind he's looking for, just bacteria. <laughs> and an invasive species of pink salmon. That, though, that, <laughs> those are his research interests. Bacteria. And pink and salmon. And fucking annoying-ass pink <laughs> salmon invading that area. Having babies. Yeah, getting in the way of the Loch Ness, basically. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what happened to the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Goddamn pink salmon. It died because of all these pink salmon. <laughs> this guy's going to inadvertently bring bring Nessie back. He's going to figure out a way to deal with these salmon. And so that's, yeah, that's... That's it. That's like... That's my ar- article in, in unusual, unsettling, and un- in <laughs> unorthodox news uh, for this month. I hope you enjoyed. I did. So, Brent, what do you have for us? I'm. So, I got a taste of a headline. Yeah, and I'm pretty excited. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. You got we went with the Washington Post. I I do use a lot of uh, stuff from Reuters, um, which they source in this one article. Are you familiar with Live Science? I don't know. It's like it's sort of a. Um, I'm looking it up here. It's like I guess they put it out, but AOL, Yahoo, and Fox, all of them like quote from it. But it's I don't I don't know much about this. It says run by. Per- 
Perch. Do you know this? Have you Perch, heard of this? No. Perch Group no. Incorporated. It's tech media network. Anyway. They're just hanging out on ledges. Yeah. It's an article and it, it may be, honestly, like I'm looking at this thing and it may be the most advertised thing. I mean, every inch of it is a fucking video or some kind of <laughs> advertising. I'm like, dude, like I'm like just scrolling and like a fucking YouTube video pops. I'm like, God. <laughs> so that's annoying. But um, but yeah, so my my um my thing is my wacky article for the week is for this is called Exorcisms Enter to the 21st Century with Cell Phone Enabled Demon Busting. Oh. So that's nice. See, Finally. I didn't know they entered the 14th century yet. <laughs> I thought we, we haven't even I thought we we still had a few centuries yeah, to work through. <laughs> so, um, okay, let me do this. So I'll start first by quoting the paragraph of the article I got this from, the very beginning. And I like this joke here. It says, this might make your head spin. <laughs> anyway, officials of the Roman Catholic Church are offered offering a long a week-long course in exorcism, and a dozen of Catholic priests have flocked to Rome to partake of the Holy See's demon bashing trips and strategies. I'm sorry, I meant banishing. Demon banishing. But the uh, Holy See tips and strategies very different. Yeah. Did you see, uh, or did you see, have you, are you familiar with Holy Seas? I literally didn't know that meant the Pope until just now. I, I did know that. I have no idea why. Yeah. So I think, I think it's like the Holy See. Yeah. So that's like a fun fact. I, I was like, I did not know Holy See is the Pope. So that's exciting. Yeah, I have for no me. idea where that comes from. <laughs> I don't either. God. Cause there's sure, there's certainly a lot of things he's not seeing. Child right. sex there's abuse. so much he's example. not seeing. <laughs> God, he should. <laughs> so much. Yeah. The Holy See needs a pair of bifocals. <laughs> so, and Pope Francis fully embraces exorcism, uh, by the way. Oh, I, I didn't A lot know of people that. love him, but yeah, so. How, so how, I guess, the one thing I've always wondered about exorcism is how, like, official it is. This sounds pretty official. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, he's, you know, he's infallible, so obviously he doesn't make mistakes that I oh, know that's of. that's true. Yeah, I, like, let me quote what he says. Like, I was reading this article about him. Let me see it here. So the Pope is commenting on um, a certain priest or whatever. It says, the priests who pursue the ministry of exorcism uh, manifest the church's love and acceptance of those who suffer because of the devil's work. So he does He does accept it. I, nice. There's a whole ministry, the ministry of yeah. exorcism. The ministry. <laughs> ministry of truth, ministry of peace. Yeah. Ministry of exorcism. <laughs> that is a cool ass name for a band. It is another band name, <laughs> ministry of exorcism. <laughs> So what is exorcism? Well, let's let's go into it. It's it's a uh, casting out, in quotes, of de- of evil spirits of a person who is thought to have these spirits inside of them, whatever that means. Inside. Uh, it is usually <laughs> it usually like in their belly, I guess, I don't know. It is un- it is usually done by a Catholic priest or cardinal and it's done under the authority of a quote higher power such as quote in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. You know that we've seen, we've all seen The Exorcist. I'm sure. I just saw that for the yeah. first time recently. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, Kelsey's into it. I liked really it. Creepy. Yeah, I loved it. I was just watching um, the da, 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 the director's. He also did French Connection, and he's really funny. Just YouTube some of his um, blah blah. I've, I don't remember his name right now. I'm blanking. But he was Blatty's the guy that wrote the book. But anyway, he I forget his name. God, we were just talking about. I'll just source, I'll edit. I'll edit just, me just saying edit the name thing. Yeah. And pretending it's you. Just be like, and bah, 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 bah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, he's um he's really um 
he's got a really funny video. If you YouTube his stuff, his stuff is like really good. When he talks about like new movies and stuff, it's just so hilarious. He's like, I fucking hate new movies. <laughs> Except for he's like, I haven't seen anything newer than Blade Runner. <laughs> it's like, damn. <laughs> like, well, okay. <laughs> that reminds me, uh, Kelsey was showing me uh, Van Morrison, like this mm-hmm. interview with Van Morrison. Mm-hmm. And he was, somebody was, you know, this was like recent too. I mean, this was like, yeah. like a couple years ago. The guy was like, so what new music excites you? And he's like, nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. It's like, it's not so even. True. And he was offering, the, the interviewer was offering, was like, what about like the Fleet Foxes? Like that was his like yeah. coolest band he could think of. Oh, Because yeah. he's so fucking lame. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, it's just all. It just, he sounded <laughs> like, he sounded like uh, Kurtz from, uh, oh Jesus, the darkness, Heart of Darkness. Just like, you know, just, oh yeah, Heart of Darkness. Like that's yeah. what, he, it felt like he's just like the horror, the horror of like new music. It was great. <laughs> Van Morrison being an asshole. William Friedrich. Friedkin. William Friedkin. That's the guy's oh, that directed. Okay. okay. So he's a really, he's really fun. You should like YouTube some of his comments on, he's like even making fun of the cameraman filming him talking about it. He's like, we don't do these jump cuts. Like these new people do these jump cuts, quick cuts. You're over here. You're over there. It's like, it's bullshit. You can't even just hold the camera in one place for a second. Anyway. Uh, Back to so exorcism. Back to the real stuff. So exorcisms are performed on people who already have strong religious faith. Go figure. So most are commonly Catholics, obviously. So in 1614, the Vatican first issued official guidelines on exorcism and then revised them in 1999. I'm assuming because of the Y2K scare. Oh, yeah. You got to make Would sure make uh, like all your right. exorcism <laughs> records are just going to get lost. <laughs> get <it. laughs> was there two zeros in that? Oh, no. What if that was the thing that did it? Like everybody <laughs> else had figured out how to clean that out. Except for the Catholics with their exorcism. (laughs) Speaking of which, I actually had, uh, I was in, I remember I was in seventh grade and Mm -hmm. I had, it was like a technology class. Eventually, I don't know, the teacher got fired in the middle of the year. Who knows what happened? (laughs) But uh, this might have played a role. He told us all that uh, we, that America was going to declare martial law after the year 2000 because of the Y2K bug. God. So we were terrified. What? When did you say that was? Did you say junior high? So this was seventh younger? grade. So yeah, so junior high. Like that would have been. I mean, that was a couple years. So that would have been like 1998. Oh, okay, dude, it's it's interesting you said that because I had something similar. Of course, this was more like in like a one of my probably my math class. Um, and but it was like another guy that was like, let's go through the math, you know. And he's like, and he was like literally on the chalkboard figuring out like when Jesus was coming, which I should have brought up in the lot, you know, the Revelations podcast. But he was like, his name was Dan Helmick, I think. Yeah, he like wrote it all out. And he's like, this is when it's coming. So that's why Jesus is coming in 1997. It's like, okay, well. <laughs> That's the year I found out about Y2K. What if Jesus just came right in that room? (laughs) Man, good timing. By the way, you know how how I knew that Y2K wasn't going to be a big deal? Mm. I changed the date on my computer (laughs) to January 1st, 2000, and nothing happened. Right. It was fine. That's all you had to do. Yeah. (sighs) Uh, Anyway, back to the real stuff again. Things we keep matter. getting derailed by this. So here, okay, so here are some of the signs of de- demonic possession, according to the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. Now we can all write these down. Um, so here, I'll go through them. There's a hand. I already like have four or five. Down, so. Oh, you already know this, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't like your presumption right. that I need to write them down just right now. Like they're just not in my back yeah. pocket at all right. times. Yep, you pull it out next year, ready to go. For here's one of them: superhuman strength. So I guess the like the X Men and. Avengers are all just demons, possessed with demons. That's why you can't watch those movies. Yep, yep. That's why they're bad influence. And here we go, since we talked about this earlier, aversion to holy water. So, yep, holy water is just... Loch Ness Monster isn't a demon. Yeah, 
the yeah. Loch Ness monster needs an exorcism. <laughs> That's the problem, dude. Did it, but can you imagine the power of Kabbalah water is also blessed by a priest? Like that is a cancer cure. I think like that. What, yeah. What, what, is, <laughs> what? What happens when you mix them? Is it like oil and water? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't mix. Uh, you got to like uh, shake it really good, or get right. one of those like spritzers. Yep. It's a whole thing. Emulsions, <laughs> tricky stuff. Um, here's another one: the ability to speak unknown languages. I mean, it's cheaper than getting a Rosetta Stone software. You can just yeah, get yourself a little demon put inside of you and save. I think that's what I think that's what Duolingo's been doing to me. Just been <laughs> just getting me possessed. Just possession. <laughs> So uh, that's why more. I can read the Aeneid. I just thought it was I just thought I was learning. No. My nope. soul was being corrupted. Here's two more. These ones are tough. Um really, really intense. Um first one is spitting. So it gets lots of <laughs> lots, <laughs> spitting. Lots of do you possess the you know professional baseball players, I guess. I don't know. Um cursing. Well fuck me. That's not good. I'm possessed yeah, immediately. I do that a lot. And here's my favorite one and the last one excessive masturbation so i guess i was i had a demon inside me when i was say uh what in junior high probably a lot yeah i we all did yeah so one thing you mentioned earlier that i want to clear up is is it is exorcism like a catholic thing or are there i believe it is they they mentioned that there's some other kind of new age stuff goes into it a little bit but I, i mean it originated it's like really heavily only christian i think for the most part yeah and catholic mostly yeah. It's Catholic. They're the only real Christians, right? I'm sure. I mean, yeah. As a confirmed I mean, Catholic. Truly. The OGs. I'm going to say yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. Because the one thing, the Catholic, the Catholic Church is interesting to me because on some levels, it's like really, it's like way hipper. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, we generally believe in evolution and believe right. the Earth oh, is really definitely. old. And there's like an, ast- yeah. you know, there's like an, a Vatican astronomer. like Astronomer, yeah. I think totally. like in the religious, he talks to, Bill Maher talks to like some of the Vatican yeah. scientists. But then they mm-hmm. do like exorcism. That's <laughs> Is weird. <laughs> no, <it> is. <laughs> I love how just mixing it up. You know, like, yeah. really. I guess it is sort of like kind of reminds me of like snake, like you know, like the like Appalachian like Baptist type church. Is yeah, like the snake handling like the Pentecostal like, folks. Yeah, I Pentecostals. Think. Yeah, pretty extreme. Well, yeah, weren't yeah, you telling me yeah. there's like a specific verse? That's all from like one verse, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. I, I could be wrong, but I think it has something to do with like Moses, like when he's like turns a snake into a or staff into a snake yeah some kind of some kind of trick Fucking sorcerer moses. trick moses yeah he turned a stick into a snake yeah stick into a snake that is a pretty good Could trick have just been a, that is a pretty good trick yeah i mean i can't do that i would be so anyway dan lord who's a writer and director of religious education at the cathedral of saint john's and the baptist and jesus christ saint john the baptist in charleston south carolina says it's really at the heart of the church's mission it's talking about exorcism and it goes back to Jesus himself. Yeah. So, you know, Jesus originally, you know, Did he started Jesus this whole thing. Did Jesus exercise anybody? Yeah. I'll tell you about it in a second. Oh. Um, slightly. Cool. Yeah. By the way, Charleston, South Carolina, good town. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. hush puppies. There's a restaurant we went to. I can't remember <laughs> what it's called, but I sat mm, in the same seat as Oprah Winfrey, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, like when she's there, you sat right next to her. I sat on top of her <laughs> on her lap. Oh, well, that's, that's, and ate hush puppies. That and ate strange, hush puppies. <laughs> No, actually, like the basically the way they let you know that famous people eat there is they actually like carve it into the tables. Oh my god! Like they have these like, like yeah, carve. They have like these little mini plaques like on the edge of this <laughs> the table. It says, you know, Oprah Winfrey sat here. Nice. So that's you know, like in case you need any kind of joy in your life, they they provide it <laughs> along with the hush puppies that were very good. Oh, God, I haven't had one of those for a while. I love them. So this the uh, this guy Lord. 
told Live Science um, that he was happy to, to see that the International Association of Exorcists were making progress. But this isn't the first time the church has recognized the church's or the group's effort. He stated that they had the support of Pope St. John Paul II, Pope Benedict, um, Pope Benedict XVI too. So the approval of the IAE's statutes is just the latest step in what has been a fairly steady process. But let's get real. Just like Christmas, exorcists are under attack in this country. The true victims. They are so the true victims. So Lord said, yeah, and I'll show you how. Not the Lord even the said victims that t- they treat are the real victims. The real victims <laughs> right. are them. Yes, the treaters. Lord said that today's, I love his name, Lord. It's very confusing. Lord said that today's exorcist most, like what else is he going to be? I mean, his name's Lord. Lord said that today's exorcist A bit must presumptuous. <laughs> So the Lord said that today's exorcists most often feel undervalued or suppressed by Catholic bishops and priests who say, who he says, have jumped on the same materialistic, rationalistic bandwagon as so many others in society. (laughs) True sellouts. I know. It's like there's nothing worse than being on that bandwagon of rationality. Let's keep thinking deeply irrational here guys let's keep it up <laughs> keep it going i this is the word suppressed i, I think we it. need to suppress yep. that word because n- almost everyone everyone who's used it in the past three months yes is lying yeah what they mean is they were made fun of <laughs> or someone right. wouldn't sleep with them right or they said they had what, what was it like um I don't know, shadow eyes or shadowy eyes, uh, whatever that Michelle Wolf girl said. And the, uh, oh, yeah, the smoky eye, I believe. <laughs> smoky eye, was yes. the, Yeah. Horrible, horrible. Which was How could construed she? as a joke about her, uh, like Sarah Huckabee Sanders' appearance, which right. like, just so obviously wasn't. Right. Um, <laughs> could it be more this isn't a This isn't a political <laughs> podcast. This is an right. exorcism podcast. That's right. Let's get back to the real things. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get up to the 21st century here. So what is the course on what is this course on exorcism? Well, the course is now in its 13th year, so that's great. This has been going on for over a decade. The title of the course is this is the title Exorcism and Prayer of Liberation and is hosted by the Pontifical Anthemium. Oh god, I'm not even going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Regina Apostatorium, which is a Catholic educational institution in Rome, and its collaboration with the GRIS, the Group of Socio-Religious Research and Information. So according to the, the course's website, an estimated 200 people, laymen, like lay Catholics or whatever, as well as uh, priests, layman. attend this thing. I know, right? So that's what the, the uh, Reuters uh, was reporting. This course was uh, April 16th through the 21, 21st, so sorry, Dylan, we missed this. I was, I wanted to go, but I forgot. To, it's already over. So this is not a current pot. This is not a current well, story. I'm gonna, let's yeah. cancel this. Well, yep. hopefully, I mean, there's going to be a 14th year. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I would assume. They've already done yeah. 13 at this point. Yeah, we'll catch yeah. the next one. Yeah, and you'll see why there's definitely going to be more coming here. Um, the exorcist in training learn all about these issues that may encounter, that they may encounter in the real world of dealing with this made-up problem of demon possession. I just, I, that was my little ad-lib there. The cost of the course, according to the website, is 350 euros, which is about, what, like $400, and an additional 250 euros, which is about $300, for any translational services. So, oh, yeah. man! So, that's, I know, well, compared, though, to the quack cancer cure expenses, it's actually pretty affordable. So Yeah, that's fair. Know. I mean, that is... <laughs> That's fair. But I like the translation, like, oh, do I need the translational services? You know, do I need to speak Italian or English? No, you need to speak Latin. Yeah. Yeah. A language that no one has spoken in thousands of years. (laughs) You could save money, I guess, and just learn it before you come, which sounds horrible, but... 
there's a part of me that has pretended that I wanted to learn Latin just mm-hmm. to prove how cool I was. <laughs> and by cool, I mean <laughs> a fucking nerd. I like but I've it. come to grips with how I'm just pretending. Well, you need someone else to, to like learn and it that. with you so you could go to bars and speak it like at a hipster bar and be like, just, just speak Latin to each other. A hipster <laughs> Latin bar. It's a great. Oh we, should, we should start that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> this is Detroit. They love that kind of shit here. Oh my here. god, you're right. Yeah. Just, you have to wear it like you hand out togas like in the beginning and it's just all I don't know, I guess wine. I guess they yeah. were, you know, and then olive oil. Yep. And then we'll have, you know, aged and enraged. <laughs> it's fucking coming together, cross-pollinating, oh, cross-marketing. Yeah. <laughs> so, the course requirements are these. In order to attend this, uh, exorcism and prayer of liberation course we will need you will need the following this is from the website you will need to submit an application form together with necessary documents below the necessary documents are and this is for priests just a copy copy of your celebrate i'm not sure what that is do you i don't i don't celebrate celebrate cell c-e-l-e-b-r-e-t i'm assuming it's like a kind of like your papers seminary as a diploma yeah it's like yeah I, yeah I maybe yeah that makes sense I thought you or, said you're celibate. Celibate. Which, you have to make sure you copy of your For celibacy. at least 50% of these priests, my guess is that would be quite difficult. <laughs> yeah. Be, and then for the laity, which I like that word. Hey, you lay. Yeah. Laity. So it's layman, not yeah. priests, basically. Letter of statement of intent sent with the application form. I wonder if they accept like the demon possessed. I mean, what, where would you go? Like, what better place could you go than go to one of these conventions if you're, you know, full of exorcists or training exorcists? If you're just demon possessed, like, just go there, maybe. Yeah, I mean, um, like, so, like, a practice dummy. Yeah. You yeah, know, so. Exactly. Yeah, they need, like, to, like, a guinea pig for them to work I on. I mean, yeah, because how else are you going to really know if you're good mm-hmm. at exorcism yeah. without actually right. getting it done? Exactly. That's right. I mean, you can't just do a practice exorcism. You know, it's like. <laughs> on a dummy you know, you or something. Please. I can't. I didn't get my driver's license by, you know, driving an RC car. <laughs> That's not, that doesn't tell anybody anything. Dude, I just picture, though, like, at these things, do you think they have, like, it's almost like, you know, what is that, CPR classes? Do you think they have, like, a dummy? They're, like, I, I, like just doing it over, like, a d- dummy body, and they're just, like, saying it, like, okay, that works. And it's just, of course, it doesn't matter because it doesn't do anything. But um, it would be interesting to see. And then they get mixed up, and then you do CPR <laughs> on the exorcism <laughs> dummy, and it just like, vomits oh God, pea green yeah. in your face. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Oh, God. So the last thing you need is a letter of authorization from your bishop scanned and sent together with the letter of intent. And then, of course, the payment, actually. That's the one thing you... So I got to be part... I got to be part of the official whatever. Exactly. So I can't be a renegade exorcist. No. Which is what I wanted. Yep. So according to the course outline, the exorcists in training learn about things they may encounter you know, in the field, um, which includes recognizing the devil. That's probably important. Even though I thought, you know, I thought demons were, I don't know, I thought devil was not, I, don't know, I guess maybe the devil can possess somebody. Like, Jesus, the actual devil is inside you. That's not good. Yeah, I think you gotta be, guns. I think you have to be, like, important. You've yeah, gotta be to get the devil in you. a pope. Yep. You've gotta be yeah. Barbara Walters. Right. Um, so it's not to gonna get just the like, devil. Right, you're not gonna just, like, a CVS worker or something. Um, yeah. So that sucks. But anyway, um, these other things they need, uh, or whatever, uh, these things that you will learn about is differentiating between possession and mental disorders. So that's good, I guess. I really want to know how they, I kind of was really interested in listening to this course. Um, and legal protections for exorcists. <laughs> so that's good. I mean, wonder if there's a firm out there that uh, provides legal protections for scorpion locusts, quackers, cancer cures, and 
exorcists, you know? Just all three. Yeah, three of them. That's the... <laughs> Uh, slim market. You gotta Started. when you get the niche markets, you gotta start stapling them together to actually yeah. get a caseload. Yep. But that actually makes sense because there was—I can't remember her name—but there was an exorcism case that went to trial, um, where basically these two priests tried to exorcise this girl, and she ended up dying. Mm. Um, and they were put on trial for like negligence, mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, know, that does like, make sense. You know, if you really believe this gobbledygook, yeah. are you being negligent? I don't know. It's right, an interesting yeah. legal question, mm-hmm. which I don't know the answer to. But so, hopefully they do, because yeah. they're the ones doing it. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I am never going to be medically negligent due to right. performing an exorcist. <laughs> but what, I mean, when you when you think of an exorcist performing an exorcist, like, what is it? What brings, like, what do you think of? You just saw the exorcist, so you know. That's kind of what I think of, just like the Yeah, it's, I think, you know, and, praying. Yeah holy water and like a little spritzer bottle yeah yeah it's like it's like the it is like the exorcist it's like the sprinkling holy water chanting bible passages in latin latin but lots of latin yeah yeah a lot of Latin. classical education really coming into (laughs) into use so at this course though they offer a more modern day approach this is the whole point really of this article oh yeah this Um, is this is what we're building up to yep here we go And, and this is by using a cell phone so for when you, yeah, you know, so, you know, it's like uh, when you really need to cast out the demon, but you're on the go. Life is busy in the modern yeah, world, you know, you just go. need, you need something like that. Skype it in. What if I, what if you like cast out the demon, but like, there's no, oh, there's no internet signal here. <laughs> or it's like oh, spotty. My. It's like, oh, oh shit. yeah. I just keep getting in and out. Like yeah. that's going to be the new, because <laughs> they've got all those exorcism movies <laughs> yeah. that have been like coming out the demon movies and that's going to yeah. be the next installment. Just uh <laughs> That's where the tension is, is like right. you know, getting that like, internet connection that, back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so in one of the course's very first sessions, Cardinal Ernest um, Simone of Albania u- used a cell phone to recite Latin prayers to someone in need of an exorcism. Simone is quoted in, the, in a Reuters article as saying, they call me and we speak and that's how I do it. Forget about it, eh? No, he doesn't. He doesn't do the forget about it part. But I he, thought you said he's Albanian. I don't. <laughs> that <laughs> no, is I wanted not... it so bad to be Italian for that joke. So I just made him Italian and moved you on. You can't do that. Is you I can't. think that's cultural appropriation. <laughs> I think you can't just you can't just make everybody Italian. Uh, I've been watching too many Goodfellas and Casino lately. I really want to constantly talk in it's that funny, voice. I just watched Casino too not too long ago. What did you think of it compared to Goodfellas? I like I like Goodfellas much better, but. I'm I gonna, did like I it. haven't I haven't watched Goodfellas recently enough. Oh, it's a lot better. See, the problem is I saw a Casino once with my friend when we were just tripping balls on Jesus. shrooms, <laughs> and so I always have that in my mind when I oh, watch God. it. Yeah, where I just think of how much like that is we, such a violent movie. It's like, ugh, yeah, we like, were so disturbed by Sharon Stone, like, yeah. like Sharon Stone's character just really disturbed us. Ugh. Like, oh my God, she yeah, did she's it again. Oh, uh, so many like really brutal deaths in that one too. Compared, I mean, Goodfellas is not like that. I mean, it's violent, but yeah, it's not like that intense. <clears throat> My favorite part of Goodfellas, I think, is like, uh, "Hey, Ma, can I borrow this knife?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to watch that again. My favorite is when they're like, I think I posted something about that with like it was like Joe Pesci, the the original art critic or something, and it's just like, "Hey, one," they're looking at his, they're looking at the painting. He's like, "You like my mom's painting on the wall?" And it's just like one dog facing. He's like, "It's one dog facing one way." The other dog faced another way. Forget about it. Like, he's like, what you going to do? <laughs> I was like, well, uh, okay. But um, that's great. Anyway, so from the article here, let me keep going. So I want—I actually yeah. wanted to ask you a question. Yeah. So he used the app to recite 
this Latin prayer. Yeah. Did he, did the app like have the prayer and he read it off the app? Wait, I don't, wait, app. Did I say or that? Or the phone, I guess. I might yeah, say. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I think he just used, I think he just did it over the phone. Um, I couldn't really oh. get much more information on this. It's weird. Is like the main part of the thing. It was just like, bam, like it just kind of like, and he did it over the phone and it's very modern. Okay. See, cause I, I was hoping like the app could do the exorcism. That would be great. Like, so I don't know Latin, for example, but Latin is very powerful. And so yeah. I could just press a button and it yes. just it talks the Latin <laughs> to the, to the demon possessed. I love it. It's like, I mean, automation is taken over McDonald's. Yeah. It's already taken over GM. Why not? Yep. The church. Yeah. And soon it'll Replace be the AI church with exorcists. Hal. Yeah. I mean. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's brilliant. It's going to ha- It's coming. You know, just, it's going to happen. The theology seminar is going to be very different. Yeah. So this technical upgrade, I'm, qu- I'm going to quote from the article. The technical upgrade to demon banishment followed another recent concession of the 21st century, which took place last year. But with the Vatican's permission, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, the USCCB, created the first ever English translation of the Roman Catholic Church's Latin rituals for exorcism. And if you're ever considering rushing out to Barnes & Noble to buy this hot seller, it's... I am. Okay, good. I actually immediately... the title. We can write it down. It's called Exorcisms and Related Supplications. So that's good. I'm going to get it probably from the library soon. What if you're an expert in one of the related (laughs) supplications and you're like... Really, it's, that's the important thing. I was reading about no it. No one ever talks oh, about that. It's just a bunch of like other random prayers that have nothing to do with exorcism. So it's like boring. Like no one's going to read that shit. Uh, yeah, come on. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah, get, get to the meat. So this makes it easier for a bishop uh, to exorcise, or sorry, a bishop exorcist to find a priest who could assist him. The religious news service, the Catholic Herald, announced um, in October 2017. So Father Andrew Menke, who's an executive director of the U- USCCBS's Secretariat of Divine Worship, sorry, it's great, told the Catholic... <laughs> Told the, told the Catholic Herald, given that there's less facility in Latin than there used to be, even among priests, it opens the door to more priests to do this. So I was reading the Catholic Herald article on this, and it states that though it's been a big help having the rituals for exorcism available in English, some demon-possessed people prefer to hear it recited in Latin, though. You know, it's more consoling to them. Oh. So, yeah. But what does, you know... Because Latin yeah, does sound... It does sound like more it, powerful like, or something. Yeah, and I, you know, I grew up as, you know, as little involved as I was, right. you know, I grew up in the Catholic church mm-hmm. and, you know, it's Latin is just the sound of, that's what God that's what sounds like. You yeah, know? Like that's what exactly. I think of. So I can, I can see that. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, does no one care what the demon prefers? Be considerate. I remember yeah, what does the demon <laughs> So here's want. the thing I, I was telling you late earlier, I was like, you said, you know, did Jesus cast out demons? I do remember the story in the New Testament of Jesus casting out demons from a demon possessed man and cast them into pigs. Like the pigs. Do you remember that story? He, I forget which, uh, gospel no, was. No, I don't. Yeah, but he, he's like, this demon, this man's all possessed and he's like, casts out the demon, throws him into pigs nearby, swine. And the, like, pigs go all crazy and start running around and stuff and they run off a cliff into a body of water and die. It's like, Jesus! <laughs> like, where is PETA when you do that? back then it's like god damn <laughs> like, i remember like i was a kid i just was like what like why the unnecessary cruelty as i bit into my pork sandwich obviously but <laughs> it's like, terrible um, uh, yeah it's like come on <laughs> what a waste Man, of good that good bacon. is good horrible i think you know i think the demon would also prefer latin yeah i think so too you know because imagine you're a demon you know you've been around for thousands of years you probably heard latin <laughs> <laughs> when it was the hot new thing. 
And you're like, are you kidding me? I possess this dude and you're going to speak to me in English? Right. Like, how? Like, that's, I. what am I doing yeah. this for <laughs> if I'm just going to hear you talk to me in English? <laughs> um, so the priest, so the priest can, they can choose whatever translation they want. Oh, obviously, they're the exorcist, uh, exorcists here. So they can do whatever they prefer. So other sessions on the course included such topics as the auxiliary exorcist requirements and tasks. <laughs> I love the sidekick of the exorcist. I just here to <laughs> the sidekick. Of like, the I'm just here to support you, Father, and to tell you that your mother, in fact, does not suck cocks in hell. So I just, just, just here to tell you that you don't have to worry about the it. auxiliary. <laughs> like they needed a fancier word than I laughed like, about. He's the exorcism like, grip, basically. Yeah. And like, no, we need to fancy it up. Auxiliary exorcist. <laughs> The other one is symbolism and magical occultism and satanic rituals. That's always fun. So uh, discerning the extraordinary actions of the devil. So that's tr- tremendous. Um, the extraordinary actions <laughs> of the devil. <laughs> Ministry of Exorcism Roundtable. That's at the end of the week. Where audiences, <laughs> where audiences can fanboy out and ask questions and take pictures with their favorite exorcists. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this happening? Get um, an autograph. Like, <laughs> hope I don't see you soon, yeah. Father John. Um, so the life science. You're real head turner. <laughs> You're head turner. Nice. So the life science article states that nearly half a million people seek exorcism each year in Italy alone, and, demi- and wow. demand. I know, right? I was like, wait, half that cannot million. be right. I didn't double check those figures, but dear God, this sounds like crazy. But the demand of exorcism across the globe is growing, according to this BBC article I was reading. Uh, but see, Dylan, that does make sense, of course, because demon possession is on the rise. You see, uh, Professor Ferrari. Yeah, of course, yeah, Galipsy Ferrari. Uh, sorry, Gilipsi? Professor Ferrari. His name is Professor Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> It's a real just person. had to make sure. Just had to make sure I didn't yeah, it's ga- make that up ga- in my head Giuseppe, as you said it. Giuseppe Ferrari, an organizer Giuseppe. of... <laughs> an organi- Giuseppe Ferrari. <laughs> He's an organizer of the Course on Exorcism and Prayer of Liberation. He said, this is what he said, the number of exorcisms has definitely increased over the years as the request to carry out exorcism has also increased. The course is useful because it prepares the priests who carry out exorcisms to have a complete vision, a multidisciplinary view of the situation. Uh, don't have much left here, but the... God, we have to be interdisciplinary when it comes be. to exorcisms just, too. Yeah, like, you gotta get... God. Yeah, you gotta be... Yeah, you gotta know your shit. Um, so who speaks at this course? Well, it's not just licensed exorcists, but also psychologists, criminologists, theologians, medical doctors, church historians will also address the audience. Did you say... Did you say licensed? Yeah. I, exorcist? I am, yeah, and I'm looking at the article. It says just, not just licensed exorcists. And I would, a licensed exorcists are not people that go to this course, but I'll, I don't want to get ahead of yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely not. Those, I mean, come on. That's, yeah, and I'll talk about that later. But I don't know. So anyway, it's it's a nice mixture, you know, all those people, right? So it's like a nice mixture of only believing Catholics. Um, so that's interesting. You know, also, if you're a medical doctor, how do you decipher that thin line between demon possession and brain malfunction? I just picture an exorcist believing neurosurgeon operating on a patient he's like nurse scalpel stat this isn't working nurse crucifix stat dip it in holy water first this is the hospital for christ's sakes literally um you gotta sterilize the holy water that's the game you gotta sterilize that crucifix before sticking it you know we thought you just had a brain tumor but then we saw it had horns (laughs) that's weird that's not how that usually presents yeah 
So what do you get uh, once you complete this course? You know, that's what we all care about. We're going to go to this thing. Um, so you get a certificate, a, a picture. I'm assuming a picture with the Pope. Just kidding. But, Signed. you know, the Pope's all he's just going to do what the uh, the orange troll does and just uh, send in like a cardboard cut out of himself to take pictures of him once you get that. <laughs> like, oh, I don't get to meet him. Okay, great. Glad I wasted my money. <sighs> Good times. Um, but don't get too excited, though, because the certificate doesn't mean that the person is qualified to perform exorcism for the Catholic Church. You can't. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you're going to get mean, into yeah, this. I was going to say, you can, of course, do some freelancing exorcism on the side. You can start an Etsy account, maybe. Get yourself out there. Just really want to get your exorcism going. Just do it freelance. That's like in Detroit, we're really into the pop-up. Oh, yeah. Which is just code word for illegal business. <laughs> But I like how we're trying to make that cool. Pop up, I like. Is it. it like restaurants? Like pop up restaurants? Like come get. It's your mostly Salmonella. restaurants, Salmonella. but there's there's they're doing all sorts of pop ups. Oh, okay. We're basically just like it's like it'll be a business within a business. <laughs> it's like on Fridays we sell you know French fries, um, and this is French fry Dave's. <laughs> That's so pop-up. weird. Because yeah, we don't care about the laws in Detroit <laughs> in a good way. It's awesome. The laws have brought us down for too long. Yeah. It's a libertarian paradise. Yeah. So only priests that have received a license or special permission from their bishop are allowed to officially perform exorcisms. Let's keep at them. A license or just special permission. <laughs> I, I like that system. Yeah. It's like, Dylan, you didn't pass the pesticide certification, but, you know, you have my permission. Just go <laughs> forth and kill bugs. I just love that's that's a surefire way. To help a lot of people. Yep. It's actually under canon law. You can write this down. There will be a test. Uh, specifically, canon 1172. Uh, the attendees who pass this course, that's, yeah, so you you have to be licensed. So the attendees who pass this course and receive their certificate are called, you know, here it is again, auxiliary exorcists, according to Ferrari, meaning that they can't be present at the, the right, pray, and give moral support to the priest casting out the demon. So... Again, just a psychic. So yeah, they're really, the auxiliary exorcist mm-hmm. is really helping the exorcist, mm-hmm. not the exorcist Yeah, exorcist The exercised. <laughs> not yet, uh, well, exercised. The, the, pre, yeah. the pre-exercised. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just, like, you know, give them a glass of water, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yep. So that's not very important. Boring. Yeah, it's <laughs> extremely boring. You just kind of just watch people vomit green things and scream out, your mother sucks cocks in hell. Just, you know, the standard thing that happens to people that are possessed. Standard exorcism. Yeah. So then now to cover their asses. So uh, Simone, the guy we mentioned earlier, added, exorcism should be attempted only if medical doctors are unable to find a psychological or physical explanation for the possessed person's distress. Discernment is important, he said, stressing several times that he only saw himself as the instrument of a higher power. (laughs) Only. Okay. So it is Jesus who liberates. It is his power, he said. In all the exorcisms I have ever done, the Lord has helped me. I am not the great one. I am just a great one. I I add that part. (laughs) That reminds me of, have you ever seen The Dirty Dozen? Yeah, it's been a while, but I, yeah. With, I just saw it the other day. That That's like a dad that? movie to me. Yeah, uh, no, no, Steve McQueen is not, not in it. that It's Lee Marvin, it's Nick Cassavetes. Mm, yeah, okay. Making the money for all his weird movies. Yep. Telly Savalas is in it. Uh, Charles Bronson. That's what I was thinking of. Charles Bronson. And then um, also, who's the guy in Kill Bill that I'm blanking on? Uh, who is Bill in Kill Bill? Uh, Car- oh, Car- I don't... Isn't James Carey in that? Is it Carey? I thought he was uh, in that. The guy, the guy who hung himself right. trying to get that off. That guy. Maybe the not. The Kung Fu guy. James. I don't think he's in okay. it. Okay. 
I don't know the movie you're talking about. I'm just kidding. I know. I know what it is. So, I just don't know who's in it, clearly. <laughs> but uh, so Telly Savalas was in there for, he's like the religious nut. Uh-huh. He was in the brig for like for rape and murder. Like the guy's like, well, because he said basically like God made him do it, right. uh, basically. And he's like, well, I thought God, you know, God, it's like the vengeance is, vengeance is with me, the Lord. <laughs> like, you know, basically, you know, we're not supposed to go over Jesus's head when we're, you know, vengeancing, vengeancing people. Yeah. He's like, oh, I agree. But, you know, that doesn't limit the tool tools he can use he uses me as a tool oh. to like deal with these sluts right so that's i can't help but think of telly savalas <laughs> in that movie when i hear this guy talking about being an instrument right. for a higher power yeah that's the kind of thinking <laughs> that gets you know amplified yeah. that's a problem and people hurt yes yeah so i'll end on this it's like just the sins here but of course in reality there are more answers to demon possessed individuals such as uh, real answers such as mental disorders, physical conditions, um, often like epilepsy, things like this. So it's not demons. It's probably not that. Probably <laughs> not go demons. With, I'm gonna go I think that's no a good. Demon. Yeah. I'm going to stick with probably not. I'm going to mm-hmm. be the, I'm going to, I'm going to hedge my bets. I'm going <laughs> to, you know, you're really taking the evidence where it takes you. I'm going to hedge. I'm going to hedge you. I think that's my role. I'm going to hedge my bets. Probably not a demon. Yep. That's it. That is, that's, that's... I am, we have been purged of our demons. Loch Ness Monster demons yep the conversions. 21st century is still kicking it. We can find things. Yeah, still funny things. All around us. Yeah. And it's it's nice when you see that in the news, when you get that, you know, notification. Yeah. It's like, oh, Loch Ness. And not that. Yeah. Not, oh, God, what's I happening? I haven't heard about the Loch Ness monster in a long time. Yeah. Because um, those are clearly the two most important things going on yeah. over the past few months. Oh, of course. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. I agree. Definitely must be. Nothing else going on. Yeah. Just is life is just yeah. a calm, breezeless lake, not a ripple in sight, just total peace and in that and lake total is Loch Ness until he emerges okay so Brent what did you learn I learned a lot yeah I, I'll have to say I, from your thing I especially like I didn't I do I, I guess like I do remember when I was younger you know I was I was big into conspiracy theories um, I'm gonna admit it right off the bat because usually like me and my friend was talking about this he's kind of similar he grew up Catholic but I grew up more evangelical and you kind of make that stuff step from that when you're like okay i'm not really religious anymore i don't believe this and then you kind of go into ancient aliens and start reading you know zachariah sitchin and all these absurd you know things like that i I do feel like it's a little more goofy now than it used to be but anyway i would read some of the books and the the giant whatever that book is i forget the 12th planet some of these ridiculous books and i remember being into like like some of that i never really got into the bigfoot stuff too much i had some friends that were into like bigfoot and loch ness but i remember seeing that image i can picture it like perfect of that uh, blotchy ass image of what was it again? Like actually, <laughs> like oh, it was a, fucking... a it was a it was a like a sea monster model and a toy submarine. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It's kind of like the crop uh, circle phenomenon because like crop circles. I was very into crop circles one time. Obviously, I even got a few tattoos. Of, yeah, you yeah, got the tattoo with a big crop arm. Circle. Yeah, tattoo. Which I it's like still, it still a cool yeah, tattoo. I like it. Like that's the good thing about that. Yeah, but the like, guy you got it for a bad reason, yes. perhaps. But now I got a lot it's of just tattoos a cool design. that are both bad reasons and bad so the, so that sucks but there <laughs> at least i've got one that's like 50 50 like good reason or bad reason good tattoo i need to get good and good that would be nice want to hear a fun fact about me yeah i have fewer tattoos than my parents wow that's unusual isn't that crazy yeah that is crazy. That is highly unusual yeah my uh both of my parents are tattooed <laughs> 
My mom's the real renegade Just out of the sweet. family. She's got like she's got like an ankle flowery thing. Yeah, interesting. My dad has basically my dad hates wearing his wedding ring, and so he got my mom's initial tattooed on his ring finger. Yeah, that's nice. In lieu of a wedding ring. Yeah. So that's interesting. You know, I saw uh, I was in Nashville. Yeah, I have zero. I was in Nashville the weekend and me and my girlfriend were like looking, we're like, what? And this guy this woman, just a very elderly woman that you would see, I don't know, I'd say maybe like seventies, you know, seventy five, eighty, you know, something older. Um, just painted, just painted sleeved tattoos. And I thought that was very Whoa. interesting. <laughs> like the grandma, I, you know, the grandma hair, like the white hair. I had a similar experience. I was in Meyer. Uh, it's a grocery store out here <laughs> yeah. in uh, Michigan. I, I was walking. I remember I was by like the frozen-y kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And a woman, an older woman, I had a similar experience. And she had just like these black splotches on her face from far away. And I was like, maybe it's like, is it like Ash Wednesday? Because yeah. there's always that, oh, yeah. that like first Ash Wednesday person you see where you like, ah, you're they like, got a hole in their head. But oh, it's fine. They're just Catholic. <laughs> But no, she had like all these facial tattoos. <laughs> That's so and she must have been seventy. She had like God. a spider web, like, and I was just like, "Damn, I want to know about yeah. that lady." Let's hear your story. That's crazy. But yeah, I was too ashamed. It was just it hit me too hard. What did you learn? Anything that? What did I learn? I think the licensing of the Exorcist. <laughs> was interesting. Yeah. I think the the officialness of it. I didn't mm-hmm. realize how official. Yeah. I thought it was kind of a thing that they didn't really they were like, yeah, like it was like they're kind of it was like I thought exorcism was the Fredo yeah. of the Catholic Church yeah. where it's like, yeah, it's, it's like part fringe. of it, but like, yeah, we don't want to talk about. It. I didn't right. realize how I didn't realize Pope Francis was Yeah, me neither. Until you know, me. speaking. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That is crazy. So, one actual piece of news is it looks like uh Ireland is voting to repeal the Eighth Amendment and to allow abortions. Uh, I don't know if you've been following this. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That was the latest exit poll result. That was actually what got me to leave the Catholic Church. It was very boring, Mm -hmm. my story, because it was like, I, my parents, my mom said, you're going to go to church and you're going to get confirmed and go to your What's the other one? The communion. Was this like high school? Um, other, yeah. Oh, okay. It was, yeah, high school and before. Oh, okay. And it was, you're going to do this or your grandma is going to be pissed. <laughs> like, that was... <laughs> That was the whole motivation. Like, so it was very much like, oh, this is just a building I go to. Yeah. <laughs> it was very not at all. Mm-hmm. We're not a spiritual bunch, <laughs> the Darties. Um, although my mom will probably hate me for saying that. And then, yeah, I remember one day, like, we had, like, oh, we're going to watch a video. And it was a woman who was, her father was her mother's rapist. Ugh. And it was about how abortion is always evil all the time. Uh, I was like, oh, oh I bullshit. know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't... Yeah. Yeah, not cool. Yeah. So that was, it was so, very... So it did. Okay, that's good. I did, yeah, I haven't looked, looked at the news. Uh, yeah, the exit poll... The last I saw was just the exit poll. And the mm-hmm. exit poll suggested it was like two-thirds voted to repeal. Oh, wow. Great. Which is pretty intense. Yeah, for Ireland. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, good news on that front, at least. I like to keep some positive news coming in. Exactly. Nice. All Loch positive Ness. all the time. Yep. <laughs> Loch Ness. Loch Ness. Team of Possession. From Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> Ireland is also in Europe. Yep. So, um, yeah. just like Scotland is, <laughs> um, and Albania, which is not Italy, um, we're learning a lot about the geography of yeah, in, international in and supernatural. Boom. Yeah. All right. So I think that does it for this week. We will get back to, uh, properly learning how to research an episode <laughs> and we hope you enjoyed this excursion and experiment. Yeah. And with that, this episode is... <laughs> Ha 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 